five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Poem podcast, your premier source for everything to do with the Minecraft Legends game that went out live. That's recently as true. today. Minecraft Legends went live today. What's Minecraft well, that's Legends? True. What's that? Mm-hmm. That's like their like co-op RPG slash. Well, like a know, campaign with to play with friends. There's. Yeah, so it's, I don't know, did you ever play, like, Minecraft Dungeons, which was, like, the Minecraft version of, like, Diablo style? Yeah, I saw, I think I saw a stream of that. I did not play it. Well, I mean, if you were to think about, like, Diablo, you're not going to go and say, hey, little Johnny, let me introduce you to, uh, you know, (laughs) hell. No, probably not, right? Because the first time the butcher shows up, little Johnny going to go and have an accident. But Minecraft Dungeons was a really good sort of stepping stone mm-hmm. into that environment. So embracing that younger audience. Babies, I, babies I actually enjoyed Diablo. Yeah, exactly. I enjoyed sort of playing it because I understood the style. And I mean, it's, you know, it was a fun game to, you know, uh, put a few hours in with friends. Well, Minecraft Legends is like taking that Minecraft world and introducing sort of an open world concept. Yeah. It's not. But there's a campaign, there's PvE, there's a full-on co-op. They've got, like... It's kind of like tower um, defense style mixed with hero-based type thing, right? I've seen some streams and gameplay of it and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't say tower defense because, I mean, it's fully interactive. You're right, you're building structures and bases. I guess kind of RTS almost, right? Yeah, RTS, but but not top-down. Like, it's... Yeah, it... It's it's pretty cool. I played a few hours. I mean, uh, we, uh, we can we can really do a deep dive into that because uh, there's nothing to talk about today. Um, no, nothing. I don't know if you saw my frowny face when you were first talking about this because that is not what I came to this recording for. No, not Minecraft Legends. <laughs> no, certainly not. I came here to talk about the Chengdu Hunters. Oh, oh legends in their own right. <laughs> Some would say they are mythical at best. F, you know, F in the chat. That's right. When you when you spend that much time in the Chengdu zone, the zone wins. Sometimes you never come out. That's right. I mean, <laughs> you you know, it's it's like a black hole. You, you start getting too close, and eventually, that mass that you possess Implodes is too great to, to get away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, we are here to talk about uh, the Overwatch League. Uh, Chengdu is Dunish. I mean, the, the league announcement, which we'll talk about in greater detail, leaves a, I don't know, a window partially open. I was going to say door open, not really. Um, so we'll talk about that in the fray. Uh, it is uh, the episode before the episode before the start of the season, which I think is the technical term for power rankings. And uh, RSP, um, I mean, we've, we've always <laughs> used the power of science well. We've tapped into the AI. Uh, we're using the proprietary RSP GPT AI to put our rankings together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, legends, the RSP power rankings are legendary. Mm-hmm. They're, they're mm-hmm. even more accurate than reality. Mm-hmm. I believe it was Which, last year when I did this for the first time. And uh, uh, Alex, you posted it to uh, Arcal, And someone commented and said, uh, that guy who put Chengdu in third is on something. 
and I took personal <laughs> offense to that because it was me. And that was before everything had been announced with Chengdu last season when they looked really good and then they had to let go of all their players except for, I think, two or three. Uh, yeah. So that was unfortunate. But this year, yeah, I'd say Crystal Law was yeah. better. I'd say Chris is the hottest stick here. That he's gonna well, get. He's got. Well, he's, he's got a couple. Gonna, that's for sure. We'll get into have it. A we'll lot of t- a lot of fun with that. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, I can't wait to you put it on Reddit. I mean, I can I can make more friends. It's kind of like when we did the end of season awards, and the number of people on Reddit who um, took issue with the so console or so called quote unquote media, um, and I'm like, I am one of those mfers. Thank you downvoted to hell you sold like, your i was soul. being like you know positive i think i was yeah. i was very positive this time around with the exception of a team that we'll get to yeah. <laughs> um so yeah i mean titans defiant they exist we'll get into that in uh, the payload which you know what why don't we start pushing her along moving the payload join me i kind of let the cat out of the bag moments ago the Vancouver Titans and the Toronto Defiant, they both exist. I mean, there hasn't really been a whole lot going on in the world of those two teams. I mean, yeah, okay. There was the Life uh, Weaver event that uh, Punk's team won. Um, so there's that. And I mean, Team Canada has officially announced. And uh, uh, you know, former Titan Falls is there, but Crimzo, current Titans involved. Um, but... Not a lot going on. I mean, I gotta just imagine the two teams are preparing for the, the kickoff of the season, of which we got schedules for the spring stage. I mean, I guess, you know, we could go and say, hey, we know that the Shock and the Defiant are getting things underway on April 27th at 12 p.m. Mm-hmm, Pacific, are. 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, could have predicted that match up a mile away, considering who the Toronto Defiant happened to be. Um, but... I figured we could talk more about that next week in preparation for the the actual season. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're curious, the Vancouver Titans, they get underway the same day, a few hours later, against the Florida Maya. But yeah, I mean, they not much else going on. I got no breaking news. I got no, you know, leaks or rumors, nothing like that. Yep. Season four is here. I'm back in. I bought the Battle Pass this season. I'm... All you about did, the huh? Galactic Galactic Empire Star Watch theme. Pretty I think nice. it's Yep. I, I'm a big fan of the mythical style they've gone with for the past two seasons, but for some reason, I mean, maybe it was the gameplay. I wasn't having so much fun with Overwatch, so I didn't bother to uh, buy both battle passes. But I'm back in on this one and uh, enjoying it so far. And gosh darn, you sell me a an alien Winston skin and Shut up and take my money. You know, that's all it took. How, how does this have anything to do with the payload, though? Well, it doesn't. It doesn't. Shall we get into I mean, the, the exciting stuff? Well, I, I, I'm i trying to get there, but you're slowing me down now. <laughs> well, let's move right along then. Okay. We're not taking a short break, but no. we are diving directly into the fray. Back into the fray. 
This has to be a record. So, I mean, we're like seven minutes in, almost eight. Uh, and I have us timed at, this is about 15 minutes, because normally we find ways to talk. Um, but in our rundown, did either of you notice how long I had us estimated to be in the fray for? I sure did. I did not. It's coming up in two days. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, quite a few minutes. Um, but uh, no, I mean... Before we get into what everyone's tuning into this week's episode for, which is the power rankings, talk a little bit about Overwatch uh, and what's happening. So um, we've been calling it the Chengdun Hunters. Uh, they're Cheng kind of done. And uh, it's kind of, it, it's weird because you have the Overwatch League coming out today on social media and confirming the one of the worst kept rumors that you know the League has had in some time uh, by suggesting that the Chengdu Hunters are taking a, in, I don't know, an indeterminate amount of time away. But it, the wording, if you haven't seen the tweet, is ahead of the stories and start. We wanted to share with the community that the Chengdu Hunters are not included in today's schedule announcement as they continue to contemplate the future direction of their team. We will update the community further when we have more information to share. If Chengdu just, you know, completes the contemplation period, let's say in a three weeks time and say, yeah, we're back. Do they just get inserted? Like, you know, it's 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 so surreal that the league is like, yeah, they exist, but they don't. Nothing to see here. The East has got six teams. Bob's your uncle. Yeah, I think yeah. they have they have everything ready for just insert another team from from tier two, like from from their version of the Pro AM. I for, I forgot what it's called. Is it Pro AM for APAC as well? You know what I mean? Uh, no, they didn't have a, they didn't have a, like a pro am. Um, they had a full am, like yeah, a qualifier, yeah. and their pro am is the spring stage. Oh yeah, so you have the six owl teams and the six qualified contenders teams for sure. So yeah, uh, it's unfortunate. Like the way it's phrased, it's like oh, there's still hope, but I don't think there <laughs> really is hope because games are going to be played and they're not going to be included, and that to me is you know that's that's over. So. We'll see. We'll see what's going on because there are teams like from Hangzhou, Guangzhou, Shanghai. They're still playing, uh, but yeah, unfortunately, Chengdu is not. So likely not from those locations, right? I mean, maybe, but I can't imagine firing <laughs> up the VPN nightmare, and then on top doing so, um, in, where VPN isn't necessarily considered completely copacetic. In uh, all areas, I mean, <laughs> there's some geopolitical issues they have to, to not, tire not fully out. kosher. Hmm. Yes, something along those lines. And uh, I just I find it odd that the league did not force this issue to be sorted sooner. That's that's what I was going to say. Is it's so? I want to talk to the PR person that decided this was the messaging as they continue to contemplate the future direction of their team. Like, I'm sorry, what? Aren't you the league? Aren't you supposed to tell them the direction? Tell them you need to give us an answer by this date, and if you don't, you're done. Like, that's that's what gets me is, it, why are you putting it like that? You know, force their hand. Honestly, that's what I think well, the league should do. You know, it is. we have to accept it's possible the league forced their hand and then just like 
everything else has elected to sit on the announcement until now. Yeah. And then to the point of why the wishy-washy language, who the heck knows, but that's kind of on par for what we've seen from owl since the beginning, really. Yeah. Including the timing. I hate, Mm. I hate when people use the term Mickey mouse, anything just because it, it bothers me, (laughs) but you know, you do hear the term around owl thrown around that it's a Mickey mouse league. And it's because of stuff like this. Like if this was known or if they do in fact already know the fate of the Chengdu hunters and there is no chance that they're going to be playing, come out and say that. Why are you dragging them along? Why are you dragging the fans along like this? Really just rip the bandaid and also do it as soon as you know. Yes. Maybe they want to give Chengdu more time and that's what they're doing. But I just wish they were a little more forthcoming about it. Maybe there is a loophole, something that they can do with uh, perhaps another team just picking up that franchise slot, possibly. Maybe they're looking at potential uh, in that route. So as in someone assumes ownership of the Chengdu yeah, hunters someone or like picks or up someone buys the the franchise and you know someone buys the Omaha's it someone buys the the, the panda really is what I mean hmm. um, well I mean there were pandas at the Calgary Zoo at one point <laughs> poor pandas just saying long way from home but uh, yeah uh, Chengdu is Chung Dun um, maybe our Maybe. Yeah, maybe. We should have contemplating contemplating their future. They're standing on the edge of the cliff deciding if they want to jump or not. Oh no, I mean I don't know. Do pandas fly that analogy? Do pandas no, it's it's getting dark, man. This is we're we we were trying to embrace, you know, the the younger uh, demographic with the introduction of Minecraft Legends, and here you are taking it straight to Diablo, like you know. All right, I, we were talking about black holes earlier. Then they're they're stuck in the Chengdu zone, and they're debating if they try and get out or not. Hmm. I've I've watched Interstellar. What you do is you actually go in. That's right, and then you start playing with the, the string you know, things, strings of gravity, and yelling through the bookshelf, and Ex- exactly. Which spoiler alert? Maybe a little late for us to no, apply. No, 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 no. No, that that reference makes no sense if you've yeah, never this, seen the movie. This, so. this little maneuver is going to cost us a lot of uh, podcast minutes. Hey, I hope so. Next thing you're going to tell me is that Titanic was a true movie and the ship actually sank. Uh-oh. <laughs> Don't tell him. It's the prequel to Avatar, didn't you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, so, yes, uh, we already talked a little bit about it in uh, the payload. The Overwatch League has released schedules somewhat. Um, if you want to know what's going on for the entire season, good luck. You won't. But what we do know is the league has a spring schedule um, or spring stage qualifier, as it's more properly called, um, released. I mean, you know, functionally through to uh, what was it? The started June, I want to say, is sort of when the knockouts are and then the actual like tournaments mid-June. But, you know, when it comes to planning out things, good luck. Like, you know, I, I, I always come back to, you know, the comments that we see from Punkstad and Titanscore. Well, like, hey, guys, any ideas to like when events might be, when, when matches might be, coordinating our travel schedule, what have you. 
And here you have the league saying, yeah, we've got a schedule till here, but we're going to sort of, you know, keep all of our options open. Hey, I understand maybe you need that flexibility because at what point does Chung do complete contemplation, right? It's just kind of weird that you don't have like, here's a schedule. Here's what we're doing. And then make adjustments. Like I'm looking at, you know, traditional sports and many of the leagues have ways to manipulate the schedule. Like the national football league here in North America, um, as you get late in the season, they move games around like, Oh, these two teams are both dogs playing. We don't want them on our showcase Sunday night matchup. You guess what? Or you're playing, you know, Sunday afternoon or Sunday morning. And uh, now we're going to move one of those games or the Monday night or whatever, like their showcase, they move things around. NBA has done that. NHL, uh, MLB, not so much, but then they have like rainouts and other things where they have to reschedule. Uh, going across to Europe, like the Premier League does this on the reg. Two teams qualify for, you know, the FA Cup. Guess what? Their matches start to adjust to ensure that the team's not playing four times in a week. Why can't the Overwatch League embrace this? Sports is but, hard. Yeah. I mean, I. it's like I say it as if it's easy. You know, it's not like there's, you know, computer programs and things that can help <laughs> you out. Oh, um, beyond that, not a whole lot going on in the Overwatch League. Um, you know, we pretty much have teams now. Uh, and we'll learn who the six players might be, maybe, um, next week. Mm-hmm. I, this is again still another sticking point that we've harped on far too often yet we can because there's no clarity at what point in time will the overwatch league update rosters on their own website to show that their rule of six people on in a player contract are the six players on a roster they even made an announcement right uh on their twitter for a five-man roster before so well think the dallas well i mean it's like i'll use vancouver vancouver is a five-man roster vancouver's made it very oh, clear too, we yeah. have roy right told us on the show <laughs> tell us yeah i think we're going with five yeah well hey league guess what who's the six yeah roy literally told us that they can do that that they can have a quote-unquote player coach mm-hmm. um which in last season we actually heard announced right i think jake on houston was a player coach. Um, I think there were a couple others, but the fact is, it seems like this season people just, teams just aren't saying anything. They're just like, yeah, cool. We have five. Um, what, what, no. How many teams do you bet will announce at least one more person joining them before the 27th when the league kicks off? How many teams will announce? Yeah. Oh, I'm an, an actual zero. player, an actual Wait, player. How I'm many, not saying a player coach. Are you ask, say zero. asking? Uh, but but do, do those teams actually sign someone, or they don't announce yeah, and yeah. don't sign? No, no, oh, they I'm, sign I'm, someone I'm, without announcing. I'm saying, in to me, I bet there's going to be at least one team oh, that there's... before the start does say, you know what, <clears throat> we're bringing on one more person. I'm going to say one, at least one team does. Sure. So one or more. What do you think? You don't think anyone, Chris? No, I don't think anyone. I honestly think if like you think they teams would have, have announced. Yeah, I think teams have announced who their rosters are going to be, mm. and they're just going to work with the logistical sixth. Mm. Bob from finance, you know, Jane from HR, 
Um, Sam from facilities. I'll, I'll take the over. <laughs> I, I say at least one team does that. Yeah, yeah. That, that's where I fall to. I think I think we got at least one. I mean, the odds are kind of in our favor, given there's I want to say twenty teams, but technically nineteen, 19. teams. Um, or not technically. I don't really know. At this I mean, point. it's but, we're gonna get to it to the to the rankings. The, the league is gonna be com- if if anything else very competitive. So yeah, true. Now. Actually, I'm going to ask a follow-up to that question. Do it. Ask your follow-up. If, <laughs> if a team like the LA Gladiators, who's currently got seven players announced, mm-hmm. announces eight, mm, does sure. that count? are you counting that? Because if you're simply looking mm, at the right. teams who I have five, it's a far lower number. Yeah, There's one, like what's We'll not three, count that. Sure. Three, four, five, six. There's seven teams with five. So, like, is it, if it's one of those seven, like, to me, that's a zero. I wasn't thinking, like... Yeah, uh, just the five-man rosters. Sure. I, I was yeah. thinking just the five-man rosters. So, okay, you're okay. right. The odds are, you know, significantly less than I initially said, but... Yeah, if you, if you, if you were to include all of them, I will then take that. No, at least one. Because, like, I... I I'm, st- I'm still thinking, out of those five-man rosters, I think one team, at least one, announces an additional player. And I could see it being... You know, obviously different world, but a Pine situation where Pine was announced to Dallas, not last season, I think the season before that. And then he never actually made it over to the team to play at all. Right. I don't think we mm-hmm. saw him once. Um, well, he comes yeah. out for the all-star game. Ah, right. Right. Not, this is not a knock against Pine. It's just how <laughs> yeah, it's the league, how the popularity contest works. And yeah. anyways, Pine, Pine gets himself some, uh, some all-star game action. Um, now, do you wish to talk about your investment in the Battle Pass because you're all up in the business and the skins? All right, I, I already covered that. I'm I'm all in on this Battle Pass. It's exciting, um, and I'm ready for it. And I'm ready for some Overwatch League action to encourage me to play more Overwatch. Hmm. I am I am not spending money on the Battle Pass. <gasps> hey, I bought the. How many I, did I, you I, buy? Uh, the first, essentially, what three? Oh, you did, eh? Yeah, right. The one that I got plus two more. Yeah. Um, I'm just like cosmetics don't motivate me yeah. um, to, to that extent. Um, I went through, there wasn't anything there that I'm like, Oh, I need to have this. How dare you sully but Winston no, but, like that? Well, no, and I'm not knocking the quality. It's just, yeah. if I don't have it, yeah. I don't really care. Like this, I was, what was it? I was sitting on like, a couple hundred thousand credits in overwatch one, which I don't even know how to find anymore. If I even have the legacy credits or like this, that system is so messed up. I think I can spend legacy credits on all the overwatch one stuff I didn't have. Yeah, you can, but then I don't know how you can tell very easily where I can buy it and spend it. Anyhow, it's the color of the icon and on PlayStation, I know it's you the color of the, the icon the options button. And it tells you how many of each credit, each currency you have. It's easy. Okay, well, that option doesn't seem to be all that clearly <laughs> presented on the PC side of things. But then, how do you like the spending part? Like, I go in the store, strike. There isn't like a one legacy PC. Stro- throw money at the screen. That's right. Mm. Mm. Mail it to address <laughs> yeah, Edmonton, address? Alberta. <laughs> you need yeah. to go uh, and buy, you know, an, a Google Play card or an Apple Store card. <laughs> How many? And I don't know. Some, do I just read the numbers to you over the phone? Some ni- nice people on the phone are encouraging me to do that almost once a week. So, oh, they stopped calling here. I'm, I they was actually kind of surprised. You. Well, that's because I like 
I I would keep them on the phone and just have conversations. <laughs> yeah, they didn't like that. I remember having free time. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we need a drop, or should we just go directly into the power? Let's do it. Feel my power. So. <laughs> RSP power rankings, they're coming straight at you. Powered by the proprietary RSP GPT AI. <laughs> I mean, that's totally it. <laughs> what are we blaming this time? <laughs> well, would it be fair that I blame the quarter that I was flipping? Uh, sure. Now I'm going to blame the AI. I, you know, someone actually had suggested this in another discourse. I oh, use chat GPT. And I'm like, I mean, sure. It knows stuff up to like 2020, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but no, we are here to talk about our power rankings. If this is your first rodeo with RSP and power rankings, let me break it down. The three of us as hosts go through and we rate all of the teams based on a number of different criteria. Now, the criteria as to which we use to rate the teams is entirely up to us. That said, we generally sort of follow a, a, a path where we provide a numeric value to the tanks, to the DPS uh, lineup, to the, the support lineup. And then from there, we may associate some additional uh, metrics to different positions to maybe put a tiebreaker formula, what have you. And then we go and we put it together. We submit each of our individual rankings and then we pump it into the AI and the AI evaluates all of this information and spits out the RSP rankings. I think that's how that works. Um, I think it's, or was it's it, called an average. Or is it that we give it to the to the Omni, <laughs> and the Omni spits out the power rankings, I think. Is that, is, did I mix up the AI and Omni? Yeah, the AI is called an average uh, function. Mm. Oh, AVG, not AI. Oh, that's what that yes. was. An average of all but, our uh, rankings, yeah. 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 But uh, we then... To you know, make it make a whole lot more sense is we 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 break it down into sort of different classifications of which there's three. There's the playoff classification, the wild card classification, the out of the playoffs classification. <laughs> so you know, think of it as playoffs and wild card. These are the teams. There's that one we're more suggesting. this year, though. I was just laughing. Well, okay, I, I yeah, yes, yes, but we'll get to that. <laughs> Okay, the playoffs and wildcard classifications, these are the teams that we're suggesting are in the hunt. They're they're going to get themselves into a postseason opportunity. Um, and, you know, Jordan uh, wants us to make it very clear. These are our end of season powering. So where teams will end up. Yes. Not sort of how teams are coming in. But uh, honestly, it doesn't matter because the A.I., does both for us. True. Um, in each of the classifications, there's then tiers. And so the tiers are just how we go and we categorize where they, they fall and, and provide a, in a evaluative or qualitative, you know, statement to the, the team. Uh, and that additional, additional classification and tier F's and chat goes to the undefeated 
It's one way to put it. Chung Dun Hunters. Perfect record. Yeah. We we actually went into this suggesting how do we, you know, contemplate Chung Du and the existence of, you know, time. And we agreed. Doesn't matter how awesome they would be. The fact that they're undefeated mattered zero. They got the 20 spot. Yep. Yep. I wonder if there are any out there who now are doing like 19 power rankings. I think that's fair. As we know, they're in a state of contemplation. I mean, mm. you want to get crazy with it. Like there's, I believe six qualified contenders teams in the, uh, Eastern region. So maybe some people are, went from doing 26 position power rankings mm-hmm. to 25 or maybe they kept Chengdu and they're just sticking with 26. That's true. We we didn't include any of those uh, contenders out of the East. Couldn't even. Man, know. wouldn't that shake things up if one of those teams finds themselves a way to get into like, well, I mean, arguably, because we do it as a consolidated ranking. I mean, my goodness, we didn't program the AI right. We have already, our power rankings are screwed if one of those contenders teams actually shows. I just noticed that Alex changed one of his rankings. Oh. I did, but it didn't like, <laughs> uh, like right on the fly. I don't know if it was recent. Well, it was as recent as him uh, going through this when I was also in it, but mm, mm. can't trust you to uh, any, let's, uh, let's get I'll things explain. out of the way. So we're going to start at the bottom. We already talked about Chengdu hunters, F's and chat, uh, but the uh, two teams at the bottom of the table, 18, 19 spot, they are both reported for throwing, and I don't know if this would be too big of a surprise because based on other power rankings that I have seen released so far, uh, we've got the LA Valiant in 19 and the Vegas Eternal in 18. Um, really, the only variation here uh, was that uh, Omni uh, had them sort of swapped spots. Yeah. And this um, is the one he changed. He flip-flopped. Oh, we were all yeah. the same across the board for our 18, 19, 20, and 21 Oh, sorry. I forgot. We're using the spreadsheet here. Our, our bottom four spots were all the same until he flipped that. Okay. Well, and I'm, I'm, I'm actually noticing like, you know, Jordan here, he, he tried to like sit on a fence with some of his things. Like he's got like Vegas and LA as bottom three. No, that's just, I was working through it in my mind. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then you just brought it over that way. Cause yes. I mean, you're looking at some of these other teams. Yeah. This team's 10 to 15. Yeah. Some, okay, that's not how this works. Some teams were. We're tough to place. Let's put it that way. You know, or this team question mark. This is like what you were filling in blanks and that just went into the one that was empty. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. Okay. Um, is there much to say about the eternal and the Valiant? No. And that's why they're both in these positions and we should move on. There just, I can just not explain much why, why I changed the order. Go ahead. Okay. Why did you change the order? Did you like the colors? Uh, not really. Well, it's a good explanation. <laughs> uh, good as any, but when I, played the you know the simulations like a doctor strange in my mind in a true toilet bowl which i consider this one to be a Uh, true toilet bowl i I, i'll i'll bet on the unknown more than the known i think like fair enough valiant are a bit more unknown to me than than uh the eternal and that's pretty much it they're both around the same of course and that's it and for for clarity you have vegas in the bottom slot right and then valiant ahead of them whereas chris yes. and i are the opposite meaning our overall rankings are uh chengdu in the very bottom and then valiant and then vegas right 
Uh, GG Easy. That's the next uh, tier. Uh, in the 17th spot, we have the New York Excelsior. This was an agreed upon spot. Yeah. Uh, not so much in advance, but after the fact, all three of us had uh, the Excelsior hanging out in 17. Mm-hmm. Um, this is somewhat unusual uh, in in the historical RSP uh, power rankings that all three hosts will say, yep, this is where they all fit. Yeah. I honestly with the New York Excelsior looked at a team that, yeah, you know what? Maybe they get a run or two, but there's nothing about that team that tells me that they are anything more than out of the playoffs. And I feel bad for saying that because I do appreciate what they thought they were trying to do, but then feel that what they're trying to do is going to be a disservice. They, they just, I don't know. They don't inspire much in them looking at their roster. They've got a couple decent pieces. I mean, like we know that shockwave can perform and has in the past and also has had some, you know, bad luck with the teams he's wound up on. Um, supposedly Kellen is, is decent, but overall, like, I don't know. This roster just doesn't inspire any confidence in me. Yeah, not not as good as the others uh, above it for sure. Yeah, their biggest achievement is we're better right now. At least they look better on paper than the ones we rated below. A very big roster too, which is mm-hmm. I don't know, odd to me. Well, I think yeah, true. I genuinely think the big roster is simply performative. Mm. Yeah, I mean, look at what we saw to the program. Yeah, even then, exactly. Right, so. Uh, they are where they are. Yeah, it's a team that might like I don't know steal a map or perform well in some metas. Like they have Overwatch League level players. That I'll give them that here and there. Well, and that's sort of what I was saying. Like, yeah, they may do better, but they're still out of the playoffs, right? It's For the sure. Of the yeah. map. Hey, they might get a a win, an upset, what have you. But I don't see where they see. they perform better than than anyone above them. To your point, Omni, and. The big thing for me is everything we heard last season about New York was these guys get the right meta. They could go on a serious run floor. They had Flora on DPS. They had someone else who I don't remember right now. And everyone was expecting, oh, if they get the right meta, they can really crush it. And I just pulled up our power rankings from last season. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was Yaki and and Flora. Um, They may have had another, but we put them overall 11th last season with that roster. And I look at this roster, and this is nowhere mm. near the levels of that sure. roster. And it just, to me, I'm just like, this ain't doing nothing. So, so up to the 16 spot, the last in the GGEZ uh, uh, tier, the Guangzhou Charge. Now, how did Guangzhou find themselves there? <laughs> well, Jordan... I was going to have him in the 10 plus spot. Okay. So really oh, 16 is definitely on the plus side of 10. Uh, um, Omni actually had him in 15. Me, I had him as high as 11. Now Explain the yourself. problem. Okay. <laughs> I, I've sort of talked to the, the other guys here already because I was getting called out for all of the spiciness. 
I went with a very simple system of scoring from one through five. I gave very few, like one being the lowest, five being the best, or five, six being the best. Sorry, one through six. There would only be one six. And then from there, I had fives, fours, threes, twos, ones. Twos and ones are like, well, competency not there in my <laughs> mind. Uh, if I didn't happen to know who you were because you're, you know, some top tier contenders player who's probably going to light the league on fire and win rookie of the year, you got a three. Hmm. And then I started evaluating whether or not I knew you and what I thought of your, your play style. So this resulted into a number of teams finding themselves in five and six way ties. So I needed to tie break and my tie breaking formula had tank first support second DPS third. If it was still tied, I went with main support and uh, hit scan. Hold on. Why would you put DPS last? I don't like DPS. Okay. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah, no, this very, very <laughs> subjective application here. It was personal for me. Um, no, I, so, I mean, that that's ultimately what happened here. So, Guangzhou, why are they finding themselves so far up the list? They got piggy. Uh. And and with the number of, of teams that they were, they were tied with, piggy gave them a boost that others, you know, unfortunately Bacon did not get. Yeah, like... I'm I'm perfectly fine in saying that when I looked at the rankings and I placed all the teams, I had some serious questions about my own numbers, but I had to trust in the science. The AI never lies. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I presume the two of you are like, yeah, they are where they are. Look at the roster. We didn't give Piggy, you know, okay, uh, l- Chad level. Uh, luckily, there's... Uh- Two more people on the podcast, and and the the, the official one is the averaging out of, of the of the three. So our yeah. madness kind of evens out at the end. Yeah, this is exactly where I had placed them. Um, again, I mean, what is there to say about them? Piggy, they they have a few players. Well, I guess all of their players are pretty much known quantities, but I don't think any of them are top tier. Um, once upon a time, I feel like people had really high hopes for maybe a couple of them, Piggy in particular. And then from my recollection, he turned out to be kind of a Sigma one trick. Uh, you know, I know he may have performed up to par on a few other tank characters, but ultimately just again, nothing too exciting going on with their roster. And especially when you look at the East region overall, (sighs) they definitely fall towards the bottom yeah it to me it just shows that they you know they are one of those teams that really struggled with what what was happening with with uh, the chinese region and apac in general but at least kept a squad in it yeah so props to them for like sticking it out trying again another season there's some decent teams in there they might be like a surprise matchup sometimes against uh the higher ups in apac not the, the the you know the giants there for sure, but they can put up a fight. And um, these are my thoughts. There's lots of teams. I'm not gonna spend much more time talking about um, Guangzhou, unfortunately. So if you're a Guangzhou Charge fan, I don't know if this is the best podcast for you to listen to. 
Probably not. Probably not. But you should absolutely like, subscribe, and share. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And join the discords yeah. where we don't talk about Guangzhou. Uh, team 15, the first in the upside tier, or I mean, I guess last in the upside tier, so we're going bottom <laughs> up. Uh, the Shanghai Dragons. Now, this one, this one shocked me. But then when I went through, again, I went through my numbers, I'm like, this is where I placed them. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw what Omni had done, I'm like, I, I don't feel as validated. concerned. So I the the average or the AI here, I had the 15 spot, which is where they wound up. Omni had him in the 16 spot. Jordan over here, who knows what he's on, had him as a question mark, which I guess was wherever he wanted to put them at 10. Yeah. So don't don't look at my ranking thing that I included in. in you, hey, you included it, so therefore I get to talk about. I it. can. Okay, I was going to say I can justify that. So the way that I built this. I usually find the easiest teams to place are the bottom teams and the top teams, right? So I'll slap them in there immediately. Then you got to fill in all the blanks. And boy, oh boy, are the Shanghai Dragons a blank this season. They are such a question mark to me because you look at their roster. They have players who are returning from retirement. They have players who are playing roles that they've never played before. What are you talking about? Fleta is a known roles that they have never played before, but where I give them the edge is their coaching staff. And that made me, they're, they're one of two teams that I think I'm probably placing very seemingly randomly. But if I'm right about this, who boy, am I going to look like a genius? So I have them in the 10th spot because (laughs) they just scream confusion. And so I said, you know what? We're going to stick them dead center and we're going to see what they can do. We're going to put some faith in their coaching staff to elevate them higher than I think most people would. Hey, faith, faith is on the Titans. Don't take him away. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> but if he was on Shanghai, faith would be maintained. I was going to say, that's sure. the thing is if he would be in some weird ass role, sorry, weird, weird role. And we would all just be just as confused as we are with, with them right now. So I put them high up. We'll see what happens with this team. Yeah, to, to me, this screams uh, incredibly high risk, low reward all over. <laughs> like, it's, I, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Well, so, like, I'll use Fleta as an example. How do you give, like, how do you give him a reasonable number as a tank? And you're right. By by your methodology of this, you wouldn't. You would probably no, raise a Google negative if you could. number randomizer. Um, would, well, <laughs> but but therein lay the issue yeah. is that for me, they yeah you're right. They could be onto something here. They could be yeah. it could be coaching. It could be like Flood has always been a phenomenal tank, and he's just you know <laughs> it could is be every, a one trick. Is, yeah, experience. is every talented DPS just like super Dante? was the top Genji? Yeah, or, or a Dante that they're trying to like achieve here. Yeah, and and that's that's where my where my question comes in, right? Maybe. I don't know. I have to assume there's some reasoning behind this. Perhaps it's simply he <clears throat> Fleta said to it's coach moon is, is their coach, right? Mm-hmm. That feels right. Um, perhaps he said, you know what? I'll come back, but I don't want to play DPS. I don't, I don't want to have that pressure on me or something like that. Arguably tank has just as much pressure because it's the solo role, but only one regardless, who knows? Maybe it was a personal decision. Maybe he said, this is the only way I'm coming back. And the coach said, yes, I want you that bad. I don't know. 
I don't know. He's like, uh, the, the queue is much shorter when I play tanks. So. Yeah, exactly. Maybe he gets twice as much practice time because the queue is shorter than DPS. So <laughs> he's, he's actually twice as advanced as all the rest of the team. Then you've got uh, Diem on flex support returning out of retirement. Again, and they've got a rookie in Viper. Like, there's something going on here. There's something cooking. I say we let him cook, and we see what happens. So, uh, who do we have above the Shanghai Dragons? Quite a few teams. The team, however, that is immediately above them in the 14th spot, we have the London Spitfire. How did this happen? Jordan had him down there in the 15th spot. Omni had him in the 13. I had him in the 12. And uh, when I did my rankings, I'm like, wow, man, I don't really you know, buy into the, the chatty movement as much as I used to. Um, and I, I then went back and I looked at my numbers and I'm like, do I start like bumping DPS and support up to give London the respect they should be due for doing as well as they did last season. And I convinced myself that you never go against what your gut's telling you. So I left them at 12 and yet here on our average, we got them in the 14 spot. Yeah, I, I lean towards agreeing with everything you said um, in my own personal rankings. I have them in 15th. Uh, and I very much felt like they kept most of what they had last season. And while they, I think, overperformed expectations last season, I think things have gotten so much more competitive. And on top of that, I mean, ranking them sort of in my own tiers I had them somewhere in the 10 to 15 range. And there are teams that when I compare them <clears> against the London Spitfire, I feel they place higher. So that's how they wound up there for me. Yeah. I last season, like you said, uh, the game was still new. They had yeah. a niche. They had something that people didn't really know how to, to deal with. Now the, the game is entirely open meta wise. I don't think they have enough mm-hmm. flexibility. I've seen, you know, I've seen two scrims that they played against uh, Vancouver. One of them, they looked good. One of them, they looked much, much worse. Uh, to me, it looks like um, had the Titans just sign up Boston without Aspire <laughs> and without uh, like Sugar Free, nothing new. That's kind of yeah. like the, the the move here. And it's odd to me when everything in NA is just like going so much stronger. There's like a ridiculous arms race. And you're just keeping the same squad that is pretty one-dimensional, and everybody knows what you're gonna do, uh, at least on paper. Mm-hmm. Um, this doesn't inspire a lot of confidence in me, and especially when you already had that crazy overperformance or overachievement, if you want to call it that. I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of down on the Spitfire. Eh, they're not gonna finish at the same spot they finished last season for sure they might be a little bit higher than we put them uh because there's so many teams that are much more unknowns but i feel like with this team their biggest weakness is is the known quantity right <clears throat> i think there are some that would argue that that was how they succeeded is despite being an quantity. i understand what you're saying about the meta being much more wide open they've had a you know teams have had a full season we've seen um balance adjustments and new heroes but let's say the london spitfire find a five player meta that works for them and they just continue to run it back and run it back well you know i think it's fair to say that maybe they succeed again it's just you know how many times do teams look at this you know and say 
we don't have to worry. I mean, I, I'm, right. And I'm not trying to disagree. Like, I, I, yeah, yeah. Right. Like, like look at last year. I mean, yeah. how many times did London, like, you know what they were bringing, but people underestimated them regardless. And mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I feel like, the, the, you know, then it's one of the reasons why I sort of was looking at the spitfire and saying, should I elevate them more? And Oof. I am glad I stuck with my gut, but I think this is a team that you can't, you have to take seriously and beat them. Right. Right. You don't, you don't take them for granted because that's, that's where they get their W's is, is when they're taken for granted. And that could probably occur again this season. You have them in the 12th spot on your rankings. And I would say most of the teams you have above them are pretty decent competitors. So I, I get where you're coming from with that. Um, yeah. And and just for clarity's sake, when you're looking at mine there, um, Guangzhou down to like Washington, bit of a question was mark. a tie. Yeah. Oh, okay. That Fair was, enough. Fair enough. And so br- that's the ratings there start to skew, right. and hence why like, you know, Hadi was up there, uh, but Guangzhou eventually won it out as I started breaking things down. So. I get you. So who do we have at the end of our out of the playoffs group? Top of the upside. We've got the Washington Justice, 13th spot. Uh, how did that happen? Well, Washington uh, was actually higher in both of your uh, lists. Uh, but me, I had them at 16. And uh, sorry for the average. <laughs> that's that's the difference of being a wild card team or found yourself out of the playoffs. Light forces, crazy system. I'll admit, I was happy that you dragged them down. I didn't want to place <laughs> them this high. I was yeah. influenced by other power rankings to bring them higher. I think I originally, when I did my rankings, had them <sighs> 16 or 17. In my own personal style, I have them listed as bottom 10. I feel like they're maybe akin to how people described New York last season, where if they get the oh, right meta, if they have mm. you know, a few things go their way, they could be competitive. Don't get me wrong. I'm a bit of a Ben Best stan. People call him a one trick. I think he's pretty awesome. They've got Alpha Yi on flex. Plus Alpha Yi, pretty you cannot awesome. Beat that, uh, you cannot beat that jawline. So, it, oh, I mean, hey, I wasn't going to say it, but dude's handsome. That's for sure. Well, here. There's no denying that. Um, <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. And then, I mean, to exactly the New York comparison I made from last season, they have Flora. Flora was one of those those uh, DPS players that everyone said, get him the right meta and he will pound. So that's kind of why I raised them up. Um, again, comparing them against the other teams that I have them ahead of. I just think that they, they can come out on top there, but ultimately do I think they're going to be able to crack the top 10? Not really. Yeah. That's a team that's really hard to predict for me. They, they, are. Ha- they have a bunch of, unexplainable um you know positions and unexplainable people that can be either very very good or very very bad in some certain scenarios alpha is a known quantity of course we saw ben best like he was the big question mark he played well in a a pro-am i think he was stellar teru of course we know what he can do on a kiriko we don't know how well he on anything else genji <laughs> the Genji well, yeah. yeah. Yes. FD God, another another feeling. odd one. Um yeah. it's just you know, a mixed roster and, and it's it's extremely mixed, not because of the 
Korean and and uh, um, Western players, even though that's also true, but just a very eclectic uh, <laughs> bunch. That's, which that's I a great don't, word for it. Yeah, I, I don't even know. Like, it's kind of a team that you cannot even predict being built. Yearly. If you had like a big yeah. hat with names from the Overwatch League and you just <laughs> roll it around, that's kind of what you get. It's not bad. Oh, so it's, it's not like great. Uh, if you're playing like FIFA, it's a hut roster. Something like that. That's kind of what, what it feels to me. Like there's, I'm sure there was, right? Like Washington, they have a, usually they, they pull off these great rosters, maybe, and they underperform. Maybe this weird one will actually overperform, which is also a possibility, which is why it's so like weird to me. I was, I was going to describe their chosen players as a bit of a mixed salad. And that is everything that you just described. Throwing names in a hat and just, pulling out however many five six six two four six yes so Hmm. anyhow if you look at our rankings the washington justice on the outside looking in but who is it that they're on the outside looking directly at well the number 12 spot it is your vancouver titans that's right. We've got the Vancouver Titans as a team in the wildcard classification. Oh, man. I, the tier mediocre city. <laughs> I carried them um, hard here. <laughs> so on me, Lady Nikato to the bag, had him in the 11 spot. Uh, in fairness, the 11 spot works well within Jordan's Vancouver Titans 10 to 15. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but both Jordan and I placed the Vancouver Titans at the 14 spot. So Omni, why don't you share with us how you view the Vancouver Titans as being an 11 spot team? Vancouver to me is like a bit of the opposite case with, with the Washington justice. They have like a team that was constructed with a plan in mind. Now on paper, maybe some of these uh, names are not as sexy, uh, maybe the jawlines are not as pronounced and defined, but but those accents—they got accents. You have a lot of upside here. Um, Aspire and Sugar Free, a nasty, nasty DPS duo. They can—they're one of the better ones, I'd say, in terms of the balance between how much they can pop off and mm-hmm. how flexible they are to any meta. A lot of teams might have like a maybe a, tr- a tracer and projectile hole or a tracer hit scan hole or a double hit scan these guys can play it all they can really really uh do that well we have crimzo we have faith and punk who's shown uh, uh lots of uh, good plays even on heroes that he's not really great at this is a team i think that will only improve uh with the with, as the season goes on um we heard you know coaching staff, Baroy as well, like, and Askoff to speak about the system, the system. I'm a big believer that, like, once you have a good system in place that all the players resonate with, you can do better. And even watching their games in the Pro-Am, outside of that, you know, weird things that they did, um, they never looked like they were out of it or, mm-hmm. or not mm-hmm. able to compete at any given, you know, moment. So to me, that inspired some goodwill. Of course, I'm a Vancouver Titans fan. And that that also was a, a boost, I guess, in my mind. Um, I like him. I like him. I do think that where I placed them is about as high as they can go. Yeah. Um, 
maybe one, two more spots higher if there's like an implosion with some of the better teams on paper, right? That could also happen. Um, highest hopes, right? They they might be the London of, of, of this season, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, they cannot reach the sixth spot because NA is much more stacked than it, it has ever been. So that's why I, I, I'm optimistically placing them at 11, which put them at the... 12th spot so yeah i kind of uh lifted so, them up a bit i so again they, they're in that group they could have been in theory as high as 11 and really the only reason they fell as far as they did mm-hmm. uh i had to i felt i had to give sugar free a three because mm-hmm. if i'm going to give others a three that rule stands and i hate dps so <laughs> Prioritize last. That's what actually brought them down. Um, I must admit, I like where you have them. I think that that's a good representation of where the Titans should be. This is an improved roster. Mm -hmm. Like if we think about what we've seen sort of season over season over season since the reckoning, this is probably the best constructed roster. They have playmakers on there for sure. And we've got coaching that we're more confident in. Yeah, I I agree with a lot of what you guys are saying. I mean, as you said, Chris, I have them listed as 10 to 15. I do have them on the lower end of that. But I look at the three teams that I have ahead of them in that sort of 10 to 15 range. And I could see these three, these, sorry, four teams swapping around quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. I'm leaving the Shanghai Dragons out of that, who we know I put in 10th because of the question mark, question mark, question markness of them. But I see this 11 through 14, 15. I see all of those teams could relatively easily be swapping around throughout the season. And it's really just going to come down to, you know, who can clutch out a win over an unexpected team. Or, you know, it could come down to strength of schedule, could come down to the meta, could come down to new heroes, right? We know that we're going to have at least, I want to say, two new heroes, maybe. Maybe one, one for well, sure. Life Weaver next season will be a map season after that's a hero. So, so I think we'll probably, if you include Life Weaver, we'll get two characters that we haven't seen in the yeah. Overwatch League. Um, we'll get three, I think, even for sure. I think we'll, well get one would... more around playoffs, right? Which could be a serious uh, wrench, just like Sigma, just like Sigma back in the day. Well, I mean, every season there's a new yeah. hero for playoffs because why not? Yeah, exactly. So, <clears throat> anyways, overall, I mean, I have them one spot ahead of London. I compare them, you know, pound for pound against London. I believe in Punk more than Hottie. Aspire and Sugar Free, I think, were more clutch than Sparker and Backbone. Um, you know, yes. you look at their their backline. Baroy has said to us uh, that, you know, he thinks Faith and Crimson as a duo is largely underrated. Um, I, I could easily place them in 11th, just like just like Alex did, honestly. So I'm, I'm glad to see they were pulled up a little higher than our, our 14th that you and I put them in, Chris. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I give Sugar Free a four, yeah, that probably the Titans on my list are suddenly in a fight with a much higher tier. Mm. And if I go through that system, it is possible just looking at this and I'm doing it roughly. I have this nine. Wow. Yeah. I'd, right. So if, if graphics they, is done, you you cannot. Oh, well, yeah, I'm not changing <laughs> it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm fine. Is you know what? I look at it this way: if we have the Vancouver Titans on the it's, on just yeah. on the inside. Mm-hmm. That is a good thing. And if they do even better, that's 
that's even Great. better, right? Because we're we're yeah. fans, right? So that's that's awesome. Anything better than fifteenth is a win for Vancouver. And if they can honestly, if they place anything higher than fifteenth. It's a great season from my standpoint. Um, if they get around 10th, 10th, 11th, 12th, I'll be very impressed. So, Well, I, I, I don't know if I'd go with grade at 15. Yeah. I think grade uh. is playoffs. Like not in, like not so you much mean like, like wild card ter- like, classification. Yeah, yeah where they're, they're actually competing gotcha. to get it. Like, and at the end of the season in playoff qualifiers, I think that's a great season. Exactly where yeah. we have them on our overall rankings. Yeah. Yeah. Number 11 ahead of the Vancouver Titans, we've got the soul infernal. How did they find their way here? Well, if you happen to be Jordan, uh, you knew they were going to be at the 11 spot. Uh, what's interesting though, is even with the averages, we then have a whole lot of funny things happening here because Omni had them down at 14. I had them in 13. So despite the anchor of the Omni light force, uh, pair, Jordan buoyed them up to uh, the 11 spot. I sure did. Um, again, another another one that's a bit of a question mark. Uh, ultimately, one team that in particular that I have them ahead of, who is also in the uh, eastern region that we haven't talked about yet, um, I kind of just compare them pound for pound. And I, I don't want to name the team because we haven't talked about them yet. But if I compare their tank line... I think they potentially win out. If I compare both of their DPS against both of this other APAC team or Eastern team's DPS, then I rank them higher. I'm talking about the Soul Dynasty. Um, so, number 10 spot. Yes. Let, soul and Soul. Let's, yes. let's consider 10 and 11 property of Soul. Yeah. Overall, I'm not impressed with the Soul Dynasty's roster. I know everyone will sing the praises of Profit. That's, that's capital P profit, not profit. And Void looks, or maybe on paper, as a promising tank because of his history with Shanghai. But ultimately, I just think that Infernal has a more well-rounded roster. So I put Soul in 11th, sorry, Infernal in 11th over Dynasty in 13th, which is kind of why they got dragged up. You guys obviously had the Dynasty higher, which in our overall rankings placed the Dynasty over the Infernal. Yeah, I like Kevin three and Zest. It's good, I do obviously. Too. A lot. Uh, everything else, meh. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm done with bag. I'm like I'm still waiting for that promising <laughs> rookie season. Never happened. Year after that, nothing spectacular either. Like he's fine, but he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, too little. To be excited here about like they started off you know they had their promising young DPA, dps duo and they kept them which is the right right move mm-hmm. um carpe you know he he sailed away to that valorant horizon whatever <laughs> uh and now it seems like just a, a a nicer version of what like going with the energy that I, I get from Guangzhou. It's like, okay, we, we have a squad. Let's see how we do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I cannot... I, I, I think that, like, obviously, the, the big dog teams in, in APEC are, are way, way better, but even comparing them to Seoul... Mm, Dynasty, you mean? Yeah, Seoul Dynasty. Because <laughs> these are both Seoul. 
<laughs> no, this is the Philly Fusion uh, we're, we're discussing <laughs> yes, now. So, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't want to talk about them anymore. I'm not. Again, big thing for me. All of these, you know, eleven through fifteen could swap places on any given day. Yeah, sure. I agree with that. You guys haven't said anything that I haven't considered. We don't know what the we fact don't that know. Yeah. The Soul Infernal won out because uh, the Vancouver Titans got a three slapped on one of their DPS. Um, Soul Dynasty. Now, this one's more interesting. Uh, Soul Dynasty, we have in the 10th spot. Top of Mediocre City here. Uh, how did this happen? Well, Omni had him in the 10th spot. I had elevated him up to eight. And uh, Jordaner had uh, downgraded him to 13. And so this is where the law of averages actually worked it did. in the favor of them. Um, so the dynasty were outside of this big sort of schmozzle uh, below, but they then got mixed into another schmozzle of teams that ran into ties. <laughs> and I, I actually knew many of the names in on the dynasty <laughs> so this is this is part of the problem i know name I'm, i give five <laughs> i don't know much. name i give three and so i elevated the dynasty so i mean I, I we're we haven't got to this team um but there is a team <laughs> that i have ranked so low <laughs> because of this and the dynasty actually we're in that big group with them and then finished above oh. them on my ranking. So I don't know what more to say to, about this. Like, I feel like the dynasty, I mean, they're definitely a, a wild card team. I think if we look at what's happening uh, specifically in, in APAC, um, they're like, you know, it's kind of like the start of last season where you had like the great team. And then the four that were competing for the, the rest of the spots, APAC feels a lot like that. Um, and I feel Soul's the top of that spot. But again, I know that's a minority opinion here on this podcast. Mm -hmm. It is. Let's get to the next exciting one. Yep. Number nine? Number nine. Mm -hmm. Number nine. Number nine. First team in uh, Pretenders, otherwise at the bottom of that. But smack dab in the middle of the wild card is your Toronto Defiant. Omni had them in the nine spots where they wound up. Jordan had them up at 10. I had them all the way up at six. But again, the law of averages did not play out. The weight of Omni rang true. Toronto Defiant, we got them as a wild card team, nine spot. So Omni, why do you have them where they are? Because <laughs> looking at Jordan's numbers, he's got them above you. Like the, he actually yep. put them in the bottom spot. Yep. Me, noted known toronto homer i had him even higher to be really first of all i'd like to to to, to, to mention the fact that from here on out these are really good teams yeah um this is there's despite how like this we have our our silly you know meme tiers this is like there's a gap between the previous teams and and uh uh the ones that we're discussing now and toronto really looked good I think they have great synergy. I think they have great flexibility. They have superstar power there with Hydron, and they have a terrific backline and, and all that. But the more I tried to squeeze them in, and trust me, I tried. Yeah. Their biggest competitors there are 
okay, I cannot really spoil much, but <laughs> due to recent, you know, uh, uh, events? events and less recent events, I chose to place them below in the hopes of being pleasantly surprised. Mm. Um, right now, it's a little hard for me to put them over uh, the teams that we have above them, like that I have above them personally, and they're good teams. Mm-hmm. And and Toronto, and, and like we discussed the tier before that, right, with Seoul and Seoul and Titans and Washington, this thing can get a little crazy. Maybe outside of the top three, in my opinion, can get crazy. Like between those top mm-hmm. three and, and the squads that we're talking about right now, in that range between what are we on at nine to four? Ooh, this could be really, really spicy. Um, it will, of course, come down to the different metas and, and the, the different heroes that will be released, like what's going down with with other things, uh, like synergies. And, and this is where Toronto might shine. They're very aggressive. They know what they want to do. Um, yeah, like I, I just couldn't... I, for me, they did not... I, I did not think they'll be better than the teams above them. Just as simple as that. But just as good as, as you know, like I said, between four and nine, it can be flipped around. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to jump in before Jordan here. Like, just looking at the rankings, I, I, the two of you seem to be on the, the same-ish track. Um, I'm the guy who's just all over the place. But <laughs> when I look at the Toronto Defiant, I actually place them where I want them to finish. Yeah. This was the this was the team where I'm okay. like I see that. That spot. And then I so everyone else had to tie break normally. Toronto did not. Toronto was like that's where I want them to finish. So I may have bumped them up a little bit more. I hear actually what you're saying as to the teams around them. Mm-hmm. I would then present an exhibit of the team that the three of us have well above them as then if that was based on recency maybe didn't hurt that team as much as it should have i don't know which team you're but talking about. i <laughs> <laughs> no there's a few yeah but exactly <laughs> I, I i just i i like i really like what toronto was doing and you know having spoken to like broy with the titans real confident with that roster but you know in speaking to kasaras and how here's what we're doing. This is the plan that we're putting together. You know what? What we're we have them is probably where they see themselves, mm-hmm. and then where I might have them is where they want to be. Where they is that fair? Yeah, it's kind of like well, yeah, it's kind of like what I did with the Titans. So yeah. Mm. Can, can can I jump in? Yeah, you can jump in. Though, that's sorry. okay. That's okay. I, I wanted to hear your thoughts. I would almost 100% agree with everything you said. I have them in, I mean, in eighth position, but in a four to eight. And like you said, Alex, that four to eight, nine spot is competitive. That's going to be tough. Um, if we're talking specifically about the West side of things, there are a few teams in particular that I think we will see Toronto become rivals with kind of deal. Um, if they weren't already, right. Um, and really, I would like to see them, you know, around the five position, you know, four, five, six would, four would be amazing given the competition, but five, six, I think 
would be awesome. And when I first started building this list, like I said, I slapped in the bottom teams because I knew exactly where I wanted them. I slapped in the top teams because I knew, you know, at least which teams would be sort of that top three. And I put Toronto in fourth. That's where I had them to start. <laughs> and then as I kind of started comparing pound for pound, the different rosters um, and different styles of play and, you know, a little bit of what we saw in the pro-am, um, they did start to drop. And that's why I have them on that lower end of my four to eight ranking. But I absolutely agree. I, I could see them two, even three positions higher. And, and I would love to see them there as well. So because... I, I naturally it feels like they should be there any other yeah. season they would have been, but it's yeah. just getting nuts from here on out as we go up the yeah. the ranking. And and there is also a little bit of a concern in my mind about being too reliant on Hydron popping off. Honestly, he did pop off in the pro-am and we know he has that capability. I think we need to see a little bit more out of Speedily and Sam, a little bit more yeah. balance between them, um, you know, supporting, I don't want to say supporting Hydron, but working with him to, to really elevate them. Um, I really like their, their support line. Uh, I'm more on the side of Kaluge than I think a lot of people. Um, you know, I think people give Mikey a lot of credit for what happened with shock in the finals. And I personally was more so confused why they made that swap. Now we now know that, I mean, Kaluge flat out says he will not play wrecking ball, which mm. okay. But that also presents a hole and ultimately, you know, they may need to so fix when ball meta shows up this season. It could happen. I mean, it happened last season in the playoffs, right? Like that's the thing. That's when Mikey came in. So anyways, yeah. yeah. Hydron is, is, going to be relied upon kind of like proper was last year can he yeah. do that consistently we don't know well like i mentioned before when we discussed the pro-am he started out every season pretty strong mm -hmm. and then he dwindles out a little bit with some peaks here and there kind of like kai was for yeah yeah the season it reminds me a lot of him it's um, really really good we'll comparison. see moving up to spot eight RSP has the Florida ma'am. Now the Florida ma'am are right around where the three of us had them. Uh, Ani had them in the eight spot. Jordan had them in the seven as did I. Um, this was the team that played into the recency of, I think where the defiant landed between the two for the two of you, whereas for me, I actually uh, mm -hmm. had them swapped six, seven, yeah. as opposed to where you guys had uh, the nine, eight defiant ma'am respectively. I so the Florida ma'am. I genuinely wonder if I don't watch the pro am, do I actually rate them as high as I did? Probably not. I mean, no, of course not. You would you would rate someone high, but other than that, I don't think anyone would really get. <laughs> well, I would definitely rate someone high. <laughs> good one, good one. You would rate mm -hmm. the person in their tank position high because for, for clarity's sake, uh, it's I someone. Someone, but I, I can't can't quite put my finger on That's it. Right. But yeah, I, I think you're right. If you hadn't watched Pro-Am, I think someone... Oh my God, that, that is the most confusing statement ever. The person in their tank Check position me. whose name is someone, you would rate him highly because I think He's it was a lot pretty of well... Oh my God. It was pretty well known that he could it's, perform at a high level. But the rest of them, I think, were lesser known. Don't you like power rankings? It gets a little hot, kind of like you're in a sauna. <laughs> 
That's just the thing. Uh, I agree with what you said. And then looking at their roster, there's an odd man out there like RuPaul, right? The, an, an, a late addition last season. Uh, he's still there from the time where they not when they weren't like predominantly Korean. And lo and behold, he was there maybe the, the best performer mm-hmm. in many of their matches in 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 the pro am, and he looked spectacular. Yeah, All awesome. of them did, but he was awesome. Uh, I'm singling him out because he was clearly the odd man out before this entire thing began. Chorong <laughs> looks great. We we all have a warm spot in our hearts for him, uh, especially when they played the double flex. It was nasty. I didn't know he could even do that so well. Yeah. Um, there's a big, big, big upgrade energy. It's like, and that's the thing. Some of these players, right? They're not your propers. They're not your, I don't know, Smurfs or or Hanbins, but they might be. They still have that potential, and they show consistent greatness. So maybe when it's all said and done in this uh, season six, they'll be roll stars, right? All of them could potentially mm-hmm. be that. I, I truly believe that. And that's why they get this big tier boost uh, from from everyone because they did they did well. And it's no fluke. Even though it was Pro-Am, they went out there and they, they just played really, really well against top-tier competition. Well, I would argue they also seemed like a team that continued to improve match over match Mm -hmm. right like they were they were going from this is a good team to this oh they're really good to wow they're getting real good wow they're better and it's just like they kicked it up uh, uh, well we'll talk about that team about like the the dangers of a retirement home or something like that (laughs) that's the complete opposite right these are very hungry um still still humble players so Mm -hmm. So, wrapping up the wild card classification, top of the pretenders tier, we have from the east the Hangzhou Spark. Omni, who apparently prognosticates his rankings in such a way that it becomes <laughs> RSP uh, live, uh, had them in the seven. I just spots. tinkered with the numbers. I have a yeah. more weighted uh, uh, ranking. Uh, Jordan. He actually had him even higher uh, at the five spot, though in fairness, he had him as the five ten, but gave them the nod mm. for the five. Um, whereas I had them actually as low as nine. But when when I actually look at sort of where my numbers trickled in, um, I had Florida Dynasty Spark together, and if those three teams are put together in my mind, Mayhem Dynasty Spark is the order. So Spark. Seven. Does that is that right? Like, not in my view. <laughs> no, no. But again, I the fact that you have them is five ten, but somehow you had them the best of that group. I mean, kind of even even blows at, my mind. At that position, it's it's not it's not not a low ranking. This is the the team that we were always hoping for, right? The, yeah. the Chinese super team. Um, Shy leave could could be a top. Two <laughs> top three DPS lineup, uh, and it could be the best uh, this year if, if Leave comes back to his form as, as MVP, right? Langs Monk looking really good. Gushue is actually like the one I'm concerned most about. If if it's not Winston, mm-hmm. can he match up with a Hanmin? Can he uh, play against a Smurf or against uh, a Fearless if they do a clash in those inter um, um, regional tournaments? 
Uh, it's just that it's spark. <laughs> That's a, I like, did not last, take that into account. It last is spark. season was not bad. They didn't have a lot of sparking, uh, sparkling things going on. Um, but they have had a history of that. For sure. Yeah. It's just, I think it comes down. Shy is going to be awesome, I, I think. Yeah. We'll see how Leave performs because last season he looked like a shadow of his former self. But we know uh, that, that his team last season was like, you know, <laughs> on the way out. Now now we really can confirm that. Um, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. And, and again, it comes down to me just Not looking. confirmed, simply in a state yeah, of contemplation. Yeah, the contemplation. And I can't place them. Maybe there's one team that can drop out with the teams that I had above them. Uh, um we're not discussing those yet. Um, Alex, that's my take. I would say your number five team needs to get booted right out of that top five. But we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. Well, okay. we'll get there. Let me so... talk about Hangzhou. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you'd like to talk about Hangzhou first, Chris. No, no. I mean, for me, like, uh, I think we can s- suggest in the East there everyone should know which team the three of us have at the top of the East. Mm-hmm. I, I viewed this as similar to last season where there was a, that tear break. There was a team and then there was a bunch. Mm-hmm. And I mean, maybe I'm not giving Hong Zhao the credit they're due. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, like for, again, the, the numbers unfortunately played against mm-hmm. Hong Zhao in this particular case in, in my model. Yeah. No, I, I, I think I agree with most of what Alex said. Um, their entire lineup with the exception of maybe tank is very strong. And in particular, I'm excited to see their DPS lineup. Um, if I think back to again, that comment on Reddit, which I didn't say at the start of the show, but I don't really go on Reddit. I don't really use Reddit at all. So when I checked our, you're going to have to now because you're on, you're going to be no, no. accused of being on. Something. Well, actually, no, I think I'll be the one accused of being on something and I'll, I'll be like total. Fair enough. Fair enough. But when I think back to that comment about where I had placed Chengdu in uh, last season's power rankings, I want to say I had them top three. I want to say I had them third or fourth kind of thing. And it was largely on the promise of leave. And I believe it was actually Alpha Yi um, that was supposed to be their DPS three, line. By the way. I did. Okay. That's, that's what yeah. I thought. Uh, Aprita. Oh, Aprita. Is that what it was? Okay. Okay. I knew it started with an A, I guess. But regardless, I was really excited to see that combo. We didn't get that. But then this past season... We see Shy being such a dominant force, and I still feel like Leave can be what he was. Like you say, Alex, he was kind of a shadow of his former self, but he also was playing with a mediocre at best team overall. So I'm really hoping that Hong Zhao can, uh, can step it up this season with this roster. Um, you're right, Gushui outside of a Winston meta may struggle. They do have 20, who previously was Elsa, so they've balanced it out a little bit but <laughs> tank is going to be their Wait, their weakest point for sure uh chris did you uh give him rating uh with his you know in accordance with his new name or the old name <laughs> so i gave both and i averaged <laughs> <laughs> so my bad <laughs> well that and that kind of explains why why they got pulled down so far too right if you, if you rank someone yeah. who I, I don't know what history elsa has as 20 is this the first time he's playing with his new name 
I have Especially to like assume. Yes, I probably, guess. Yeah. Which would mean he got a zero, right? In your rankings, Chris. No, he got a three. Oh, he did get a three. Okay. Yeah. So if, if it's a name I don't recognize, I apply a three uh, because I have like. Okay. And so, in, I mean, this is how seriously I take the power rankings. But the fact remains, hey, if I had known it was Elsa, spark, spark what? It, yeah. It's a nice. good. It's a good system as any. So. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I mean, I I have them in fifth overall. Uh, the top, I don't know. The, this this whole area is very tough, but you know what? If if I actually recognize that name, I'm just sort of looking at the numbers here. There, there's probably some considerable shifting amongst a number of different teams here, based on how my rankings may have impacted their overall results. But I think in the grand scheme, the RSP uh, GPT AI rankings still play out the same. Um, Let's talk about six. So this is the playoff classification. These six teams are teams that we are thinking are a lock for the playoffs. Uh, Five are from the West, one of which is from the East. The tier that we're going to start with, though, is the almost their tier. Number six, Boston Uprising. Now, the Boston Uprising found themselves in the sixth spot because I had them at two, Omni had them at five, and Jordan, who had them somewhere between one and ten, figured nine was a good number for Boston, which I, honest to goodness, want to hear why you're down on Boston. Uh, See, I was hoping you would say, which I kind of understand, because I think that anyone that puts this team in the top five is crazy. And that's both of okay. you. <laughs> yeah, I think that is. Well, like okay. We're, we're if you look out. at other power, you're calling a big portion of the educated community crazy here. You know what? I don't even mind because I have very little faith in this roster. I think this is a roster that is so full of egos and full of problems that it is not going to work out. I think they are doomed to implode. Granted, I did, again, in my own rankings, I looked at the team as a whole, and I said they have the capabilities or or the ability to place one. They literally could be the number one team, which is why I put them one to ten, because I think there's a more, uh, there's a higher chance that things do not go well, that things do not work out, that striker leaves, and they find themselves dropping quickly. So I put them in ninth because I think all of the teams that I've put above them are going to be more consistent and work to work better together than the players, the individual players on the Boston roster do. Uh, They were a little bit shaky. Like if they had gone out against the defiant, like in, in, in a sweep, being held there uh, outside of the distillery on Havana, I would have been very, very uh, much down on on the on the uprising. But then seeing them come back, you know, clawing their way back mm-hmm. with the talent that they have, uh, uh, kind of felt better about the future of this team. I know the season is very long; it's probably very, very dumb. But when I place them at five, I assume like this is where they are when they're not imploding i do not yeah. i do not agree that they have the potential to be at one or okay, two fair, fair. maybe not <laughs> i don't think their you know dps lineup is 
as good as as the other ones that I have in that top three. Smurf is insane, of course. Twilight Izayaki is amazing. I really disliked what I saw from Lee Jagon, actually. I like, before the season started, before the pro am, I'm like, oh, this is tag, but he is like I did not watch a lot of APAC. I did hear about his shenanigans in Shanghai. <laughs> I can totally see it. It's it's pretty insane the, the amount of throwing this guy is doing. But sometimes they kind of reel him in and it looks fine. Obviously the guy's very gifted at the main support. But just the sheer amount of talent there, I understand that there's a big baggage. Uh, it's like the, the, the antithesis to what I, I said about the mayhem, right? Being still yeah. humble and still hungry. Sure, it can all implode and come crashing down, but I'm looking at the spreadsheets, the Google Sheets, and <laughs> they're not imploding on me yet. That's why I have them. <laughs> I have them, I mean. that's uh, That's my reasoning. And you have them in fifth. And where does Chris See, have I, them? Yes. I have them up at two. And well, I you mean, recognized I, all the names. <laughs> exactly. But but in 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 realistic sense though, I mean Twilight got them a six. Uh, this is the only team that has a six and all well actually I'm phrase that. There is a team that actually another team that has a six and fives. Um didn't you we say that, talked about them that six is only reserved to one player in in a role? Is it true? Is it like do I remember? Yeah. So it, there's so I essentially said I'm going to give a six in each role once. And you think that Twilight is the best flex support in the league right now? Well, to me, the the combination was the Twilight because mm-hmm. I had to do the. Sorry, the you're two. right. You're right. Right. So I, let me. But I used Twilight Izaki, but Twilight is name. That's. A, that combination, there's a six. And that's it's nasty. Yeah, I, I'd give yeah. if 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 I had to, I'd give Fielder and was, Vigilante also a six. But you have a valid point there. Yeah, and I so this is the this is actually where things bounced around a little bit. Um, I did actually at one point have two sixes here, without knowing it. To your point, okay. um, but then I chose. So I. I you're right. I recognized all the names. There's an advantage straight off the bat. No threes thrown in. Boston is a team I could very well be betting for where the odds are so low for them to win. Like, you know, where I lose money um, betting on them. Whereas those who are betting against them could potentially cash in. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. Like, you know, hearing you explain, Jordan, how you have them as sort of one through ten not sold on the egos. Yeah, you know what? There's there's a lot of risk there. Yeah. It I just feel that in in the past when I've gone and bet against a team like this, it's completely gone against me. So finally I accepted here is a strong team on paper. Let's give them their due. And I know all the names. And if if I'm being there's real, eight names, you know. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a lot. And it, so when you add all the numbers up, it's big number. biggest number out there. Biggest mm-hmm. number out there. If, I, if I'm being real, I'm obviously being a little bit hyperbolic in putting them at ninth. Um, oh. Overall, I did move them to inflate the positions of a few other teams. Just like how you had kind of talked about, you know, Chris, putting Toronto mm-hmm. where you would love to see them place as opposed to where you think they maybe actually will. Um, that's kind of how I feel about Boston. 
I'm putting them yeah. where I'd love to see them place. Yeah. As opposed to where I think they actually might. I think they, there is more of a likelihood that they place probably five or six. I mean, right? even at nine, I don't like have necessarily a problem with any team that you placed above them. So that's how, that's the thing. How crazy it's competitive. It is be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's very competitive in this area. So moving up. Number five, top team in East, Dallas Fuel. Y'all already knew that because we had talked about every other Eastern team. Uh, Dallas Fuel find themselves in the five spot because I know what I am talking about. <laughs> Omni had them at six. Jordan had them at four. Um, this is so. I, this is the one where I'm like, oh, I kind of wish maybe we did split things up by East and West because I feel like having Dallas in the five spot isn't giving them the credit they maybe deserve. Right. It's but it it feels weird to say, hey, you guys are first in the East, but mm-hmm. you're only fifth overall, right? Yeah. And I, I you know, again, I had to trust in the math. Um and the math told me that this team was going to find themselves where they were, mm-hmm. uh, including uh Bliss, who has not played in the Overwatch League before. Really? Has he? Hasn't like changed names. I think he was like actually signed. I don't know how much he but not, played. We don't yeah, have. I didn't recognize the name. That's a three. So yeah, because I don't think he's a rookie. It's an interesting. Anyhow, I mean, to, to me, this was a this was the top. Like it was it was this is the tier breaking East. This is the top team in the East. This is the team that is going to be competing against the teams in the West, right. both in the you know spring showdown and actually the, is uh, a rookie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in the in the playoffs, yeah, fair enough. No, I I have them, I have them in fourth. Um, I this one was a little bit of of you know rose tinted glasses from winning past season, uh, because I do think that b- prior to last season, I wasn't as high on Edison in particular. In the playoffs, he really popped off, and I think if he can hold his own in that sense, then we can see them really kind of elevate themselves. Obviously, Sparkle has maybe been mostly hot, but at times cold. Um, but overall, I think we know the team works well together. We know uh, they're with Coach Rush still, who also, I mean, basically built the team. Um, so overall, I, I did place them higher than I think, you know, I could have brought them lower. But ultimately, I like how they look. Yeah, to me, I, I don't think it's a disservice to not have it separate. I, I it, it does seem a little bit low because they're the past champions, but there are two problems with with thinking that that has like uh, uh, any effect on what's going to transpire in this season. First, because they they lost their championship uh, backline. Now that doesn't mean that like uh, mm-hmm. I think Bliss is bad. He's hyped up a lot, like as the next. Uh, very very good superstar uh, support, mm-hmm. but then MC- MCD like not not as good I'd say as, as what they have be- had before. And while we do have a single tank playing at each moment, they did lose Fearless as well. And the other part of it is the fact that because they play in, in APAC, I don't think they'll be tested as often or as harshly uh, uh, as those top teams in NA will be. And even like, of course they have Spark there, right? They're going to clash with them a lot. But going below that, there'll be a lot of teams that will 
give them that feeling of oh we're actually very good and will not make them try as hard as I th- as opposed to like the top dogs um in in NA that will have to fight against teams even as low as we rank like people in the 10th uh uh, uh rate, rating or or the 11th they'll they'll show up to play you you won't be able to just close your eyes and expect the win so that's kind of why I think the teams above them uh were like we already mentioned are all uh NA it's no spoiler anymore uh, mm-hmm. um will have to test out much test out themselves much more with many different matters and and get to you know stretch those muscles a little bit more than than Dallas uh would be required to so that's why I kind of I don't know if you consider that being down on the champion but yeah not 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 a true a contender for sure but not like a top three four in my eyes maybe top four but not I can I can't put them top three or above Jordan anything to add not really <clears throat> I have them four to seven again this <laughs> this whole this whole category is pretty touchy pretty difficult to place so yeah. the uh team we got in fourth spot top of the almost there tier Los Angeles gladiators Omni and I are on the same page we have them in the fourth spot uh, Jordan, because of his uh, mix mash of everything between four and seven, uh, did not. He had the Gladiators down at the sixth spot, though based on your numbers, four was reasonable. You just started putting teams ahead of them. Yes. I I like the Gladiators. Going into the Pro-Am, I wasn't sure about the Gladiators, and this wasn't anything to do with the roster. It had more to do with the question marks outside of the roster and the impact it might have like is this actually going to be the team and it's not the gladiators fault it's their cousins who you know went on a long-term vacation that did the dirty just around the same time that had me wondering if it would happen to the glads too but uh i feel that the gladiators they've they've got a very balanced roster and given the right situation could find themselves on a heater, really overperforming and starting to push the tier above. Yeah, I agree. I'm kind of not fully comfortable with where they are right now. It feels a bit <laughs> high. Uh, it's, oh, I don't want to say it. Should I say it? Say it. They have a little bit of, of, a Western uh, Boston uprising feel to me. Oh. Okay. When you say Western, you're talking about the Western portion of the North American continent or as <laughs> yeah, in the Western like, I, roster. So they, well, yeah, they, they do have, uh, uh, still have Yaki there. And, and I guess, uh, but doesn't matter. Forget, forget that, that comment of a Western uh, Eastern. <laughs> <laughs> but they do uh, remind me a little bit, like when I look at that on paper, it looks very strong, and 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 of course, they played really well. I'll give them that in in the pro am. But a lot of the times, all of these fights, they and it's a cliche to say, and it's a kind of dumb because that's how sports or esports works. But they were not supposed to win a lot of those fights. 
Like, mm-hmm. Kester straight up pulled it out of his behind, whatever you want to call it, and just, like, went one versus three, one versus four. Too many times. Mm-hmm. Too many times for this for, for us to hope that this is going to be a thing now for the entire season, uh, and, and that will place them as, as a contender. It can happen. We saw Proper do it, but... Um, um, yeah, it's there's a lot of good names there for sure. I yeah, you know I, what? Yeah, I, the more I think about it, I'm I'm not. It's not to the same extent of of a Boston implosion, but there could be like a mini implosion here and there, depending on on the on the meta. We're we're trying to assess whether or not your train of thought has finished. <laughs> Yes, we are. It's a hard because you're 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 evolving your buffering. opinion on the gladiators as I'm, you're talking I'm, I'm, here. Yeah, I'm I'm r- ranking uh, right now in the moment. Well, I, th- I think that's that's all I have to say. <laughs> Jordan, it's wobbly. Um, wobbly would be a good way to describe. The yeah, gladiators. I kind of am like the the gladiators when I think about them. <laughs> yeah. Um, to me, there's a good comparison from last season that largely rests on Dante, but in kind of the opposite way that it did last season. So last season, early on, we saw um, Dante was still with Outlaws back then, right? Last mm-hmm. season? Yeah. So we saw Dante on tank, and we saw them facing off against the Toronto Defiant. And Dante brought out his Doomfist, and it was... Um, they had previously, I think, beaten a team or two and Toronto came out and basically said, we knew you were going to play Doomfist. We know how to counter this. And they beat them. After that, the outlaws went forward and said, okay, someone has bested us on that. We're going to figure out the rest. And then I don't think you saw Toronto beat them again that season. Mm -hmm. I kind of see this team similar to that, but in the opposite way where it seems to me like they can come out, they might look strong early on, but I think teams are going to figure them out and realize that in large part, it's Kevster. Shut down Kevster. You're kind of good to go. Um, That's not to say that. Yeah. That's not to say that the other players like Dante in particular, aren't very good because I do think that they are. I just think that we saw so much of like you described, Alex Kevster, carrying fights that I think once teams figure out what the glads are going to be bringing to a fight, I think a lot of these, especially a lot of these upper teams are going to be able to beat them. And that's why I have glads in sixth. Um, there's only three teams in the West that are actually higher than them. So again, that shows how strong they are in, in my rankings Two Eastern teams are higher than glads, but with only three in the West above glads, they're still a very strong team. The other thing that I think we can take from the pro-am is that the lack of double a limb helped the glads go far. I think that if it had been a double a limb tournament, we may have seen glads beat. Um, I'm trying to think now who did they even beat? They beat it. Did they beat Atlanta? Am I they right did. there? Or no, or was it Florida? They lost it to Florida doesn't... at the end. They beat uh, Atlanta and they right. beat Houston. Right. Tough so path. I think we, I think we could then see if it had been double a limb, we see one of those teams come back pretty quickly and then get revenge on the gladiators because at that point they've learned from their mistakes. Whereas I'm not as confident in the gladiators to learn from their mistakes, or maybe they do learn, 
but maybe they're not able to adapt as well as they need to to overcome that. So I think Double Limb kind of helped the Glads through the Pro-Am. Again, I want to reiterate, if you look at my Western teams only, I technically have Glads in fourth. They are still a good team and a force to be reckoned with. I also think they are in that four to seven range where they could get beaten by the Florida Mayhem, which we saw in the Pro-Am. They could get beaten by the Toronto Defiant in my books. Um, again, Toronto would have to tighten some screws, but I think it could happen. So, so that leaves three teams, the contenders tier in third place. We have the San Francisco shock again. Omni also had them in third place. Jordan, you had them in first. I didn't know any of the names. I had them in 10. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I mean, the funny thing is I'd like to say, Chris, defend yourself. But you just did. <laughs> you just did. You just did. Right. That's all there is to it. You didn't recognize well, them. You had them down. And that's the thing, though. Like I like based on the fact that I got to see them play in the program on ping and equip themselves pretty well. I sh- like I, this is I, this was where I'm like, OK, I got I, if I don't stick to my I don't know the name. I give them a three. This is the one team where I felt the worst about it right like <laughs> i know they're not a 10 spot team mm-hmm. right like i know i knew that that was true but you can i don't you can, know you can put proper on on the you know on the map on his own no supports no tanks <laughs> they won't be 10th <laughs> yeah it, it, it <laughs> yeah. anyhow why don't you guys discuss why they're the third team in the rankings um, sure. Like, yeah. um, to me, that's already, uh, like, there's a, again, a tier, at least in my eyes, even though that it's like maybe, maybe it's closer than what we saw, uh, the previous tiers being. Um, but with, with proper coming in for another season, he's not showing any signs of slowing down. The guy on, on the, the ping that they had was just diffing people left and right. Now he has, a bunch of friends with him looking great. <laughs> a with, bunch of friends with him. He sang like O2 Blast for sure. They're his friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Finn and Vin Dame. Woo! That's going to be mm-hmm. good. And then they had Max and Jinmin whenever they have like weird metas. They can just play everything. Yeah. Have the synergy. Chris. I'm I'm with you on on the name recognition uh, on the name recognition thing. I was with you last season. It was proper, proper with Finn and and Violet, and then a bunch of people that we never saw before. Kaluge came in into the league, and then a bunch of nobodies, right? And yet they st- they were very close to winning the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was just quickly doing the math here. If I if I simply give those threes a four, mm-hmm. they're up in my four spot. Yeah. yeah. Much more reasonable. Um, if you had like the law where you give. Just one player, a six. I hope you gave proper an eight. Cause, cause <laughs> well, <that's... laughs> I didn't because there was no eight to provide. It's... But you are correct. Proper proper got himself a six. He's, he's our Overwatch Jesus. It, it, it cannot be denied. Yeah. I, I, yeah. The only reason why you know I, I don't have them higher is because the other two, you already know which... When those team, which those teams are, but we're not going to, you know, spoil the order. 
they're just a little bit more stacked all the way around. Uh, but peak one single player is still on on the shock, um, and he's he's got a big support uh, backing him up right now. And and we saw the finals last season against Dallas, who were much better as, as a whole unit as a team. And damn, it was still close. Um, yeah, I, ex- I expect great things to come out of the shock. Of course, with Krusty uh, uh, coaching that bunch, it's gonna be it's gonna be a wild ride. I'm- I need to interject for a brief second. Um, I only just noticed this. The three of us spelled Francisco incorrectly. Uh, you copied paste copy pasted my mistakes. Yep. That's right. I was going <laughs> to say, I was definitely copying. Right. English but... difficult. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like this. Anyhow, right? <laughs> let's continue. Can I jump on San Francisco for a sec here? Certainly. So I have them in first. Um, and it's largely exactly what Alex described. They're the whole package. Their team has the talent individually. We also know that they've played together and they have the synergy. And you bring that all together with Krusty, who we know has a track record of very high performing teams. Um, And overall, the San Francisco or the NRG system that they have going on, I think that they will show when they're not on ping, when they've had some time to actually practice together, when they're in a facility together, I think they'll show why they are at the very least a top three team. Um, and in, in my eyes, likely in first place, I think there's only one other team who obviously I have in my second position, uh, that really competes pound for pound when you compare every single role. And I would argue that for me, it's more so the, San Francisco system that elevates San Francisco above that second place team for me. I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on the next one, even though you still have them high, right? You have them. In oh yeah. And, and again, if you look at my overall rankings, I have a yeah, bit th- of a, a three way tie. Yeah. I have the first three teams as top three. Yeah, yeah. They, any of those teams could be top three. The next sort of category is kind of four to seven, four to eight. And then from there, you know, we get into the teams that I didn't so much care too much about. So it's bottom 10 and 10 to 15 and that kind of thing and bottom three. But my, my, my minute here is hold the test of time. They seem to be, mm-hmm. you know, uh, working well this year as well. Number two, Houston Outlaws, which means mm-hmm. number one, Atlanta Rain. Now, before we get to the rain, let's talk about the Outlaws. Uh, the Outlaws are in the two spot. I had them in three. Alex, you had them in the two. Jordan, you had them in the three as one of their one of the T3 teams. Um, the Houston Outlaws, I was, I was thinking about where I was sort of evaluating them. And then I look at the number and I'm like, are they really this good? Like, I, I mm-hmm. was surprised that, you know, when, when everything added up, I had them in the three spot. But... I can't I can't take anything away from from what they have put together and I think they actually benefit from a, a let's say a Dallas championship tier or not not being present. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Houston, you know, you, you consider last year they worked around a Don Tank which at times was a counterpoint mm-hmm. and decided 
A fearless gargle combination's a good combination to avoid such counters. <laughs> like they themselves are, I feel. I mean, I, 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 I feel they're, they're they're actually better than Boston in my rankings. Now that I think mm. about it, you should have put Boston lower. No, I know you're a hater, but the point <laughs> is, Houston at two is very fair to me. Yeah. In fact, I, I I could be convinced they could even be better than that, but it would be more you having to convince me that Atlanta doesn't yeah. find themselves at the top. I, I get that as well, for sure. For me, I mean, Houston has it going on with the tank roll. Uh, the addition of Gargoyle on top of Fearless, I think, just closed the gap a little bit there. A tiny, um, minuscule gap at that. Exactly, right? That's the thing. We know Fearless is a force to be reckoned with, adding Gargoyle on top. Uh, just again, yeah, like you say, closes that little bit of a gap there. Their support line, I mean, Violet with his history on the shock and then Shu, uh, being one of the most impressive flex supports that we have in the league is killer. Um, Pelican was Pelican rookie of the year or MVP? He was, he was rookie. Um, is also stellar, although this is where things get stellar is no longer. Is it Pelican or is it Pelican? Well, and I was going to say, this is where things fall apart a little bit. You know, obviously I still have Houston in my third position and I could easily see them being second or first. Even I, I hesitate a little bit on first, but I could see them winding up second. Um, this is where they, they're a little shaky is happy and Pelican Pelican rookie, rookie of the league, the one year, yeah. but you know, not as impressive last year, happy, a <sighs> little bit more of a question mark, but we know he can be a dominant force as well. So that, that's where I kind of brought them down to third. At one point when I first did my rankings, I did have them in first. I was impressed. But once I kind of thought about <clears throat> San Francisco and Atlanta, I wound up dropping them a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like you're absolutely right. If I look at the Shock and, and uh, Houston Outlaws, they're like two jigsaw puzzles completely like filling each other. Uh, well, like they have great players everywhere, but they're completely perfect in, in different areas. Like Shoe Violet and and Fearless Gargoyle on the Houston Outlaws, but then the DPS lineup on the Shock is better than Happy and Pelican. So mm-hmm. uh, all in all, I think it balances out until we discuss the final team that I think has everything locked really. And I agree, uh, Happy and Pelican are by no means weak. Proper. <laughs> oh yeah they're, they're they're absolutely amazing and and in any other given season i'm a broken laker uh like her record too much nba playoffs going on right now sorry um broken laker that will be enough but yeah um they're they're in there they're, they're in the conversation the outlaws dps though is like let's say pelican is pelicant as long as happy's on like you, you have the ability to sort of pick up that slack. And Pelican always. Ha- when was the last time he couldn't? Like, uh, well, that's the thing though, is that every so often Pelican is Pelican. Maybe, right? That that happens, and I feel there. You know, like let's look at the pro am, right? Mm-hmm. Pelican was on, save for I want to say one map, and that was it. That was the difference, and so. I feel that with Houston, you have that, that balance where happy has the potential to fill in for the Pelican. Uh, whereas like gladiators is an example. If Kevster's off, do you think Kai is sliding in and picking up that slack? 
you'll have to at one point. Right, but but the likelihood of that yeah, happening. Yeah, I, I can see why. Um, see, and the the funny thing is, backtracking a little bit to Glad's, I almost said if Yaki had more crossover with Kai and was more of a hit scan, which like arguably like Yaki can kind of cover some of that, I would be more confident in Glad's if mm-hmm. Kevster was dedicated to the flex role. But it's the fact that they also have it split, which puts it into a little bit of question with me because I think Kevster is a more well-rounded flex player than Yaki. I would rather Yaki shared a pool with Kai and those two could swap interchangeably than Kevster and Yaki. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So the team we got up in there first, Atlanta rain. I had him as one. Ani had him as one. Jordan, you had him as two, but again, top three, as you've explained, um, Going into this off season, would you have said, yeah, Atlanta, they're going to be a top tier team? I mean, once they, when, when they first announced that lip was coming over, that was, that was like earth shattering. That was like, what's happening. (laughs) And then like, I don't remember who was next exactly, but we got stalker coming over who was, you know, largely considered to be one of the best, um, I think DPS their support, in the Eastern region, their support pickups were, were coming next with Chio and Fielder. I was, and then I was going to say, and then they also stole the championship support line from the Dallas fuel. Like they're, they were obviously one of the most surprising teams. I would say aside from maybe Boston when they started announcing players. Yeah. The, but you know, I, I would say the bigger surprise is like seeing a Boston uprising suddenly go big. But I don't think anyone would have thought Atlanta would be, and again, using the traditional sports sort of analogy here, buying a champion. Now, the difference is that Boston tried to go and throw, I think, buy it, like outright buy champion uh, as players. Whereas Atlanta's like, no, we, we want to buy a championship. Yeah. And to do that, you need to build yeah. a a team that works cohesively. Like Jordan, you raised the point that the egos could have possibly caused everything to blow up in Boston. Yeah. None of that's going to happen. I think in Atlanta, it it feels, I I think I, I agree with exactly what you're saying. Atlanta feels like more of a constructed roster. Whereas Boston feels like more of a collection of very, very good players. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Like, what were the concerns there with, I guess, Hawk? But looking at a pro-am, if that's a, you know, it's the best sample size that we can have, he's looking good. It's kind of like a RuPaul situation where, okay, it's not a concern anymore. And mm-hmm. it sounds like during scrims, they were unbeaten. Nobody even could come close. They have a bunch of, of terrifying players there. You know, these yeah, players, they're, you're, you're just sweaty. In the lobby, no matter who you are, kind of like a proper type of energies, like with Lip, we saw what he can do. Stalker, man, some of those clips mm-hmm. of him on Tracer, they're just like, the guy is not human. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then add that backline of Chiu and Fielder with that existing synergy. And, and Vigilante is kind of one of those dudes as well, just, just horrifying to play against. Just sprinkle on a little vigilante oh. there, just in case Geo and Fielder weren't good enough. Yeah, like so many players here are like not all star yeah. tier, but like MVP tier. Yeah, yeah. For me, the only reason I gave San Francisco the edge over them is 
like we said, you know, existing synergy, sure. which Atlanta does have some of, I mean, especially in their support line, which support is a role where you can really benefit from that. Yes. Right. Um, but overall, I see San Francisco as having, you know, a little bit of an edge there. And then, of course, we also know the, again, the San Francisco, um, you know, record and, and history of being an organization that performs, um, kind of gave them the edge there, you know. But at the same time, I mean, you, you want to talk synergy with Atlanta? You've also got Gator, head coach, who has existing synergy with Hawk on the tank line, right? He knows the organization and the two of them together know the organization. So there is an element there as well. Um, again, I waffled on this, this top three altogether. Uh, but I, I'm not upset about Atlanta being first overall in our, in our collective rankings. Yeah. So top down, how did everything trickle out? Well, Atlanta Rain, number one, Houston Outlaws, number two, San Francisco Shock, number three, Los Angeles Gladiators, number four, number five is the Dallas Field, number six, Boston Uprising, number seven, Hangzhou Spark, number eight, Florida Ma'am, number nine, Toronto Defiant, coming in at the 10 spot, Seoul Dynasty, followed by the Seoul Infernal at 11, number 12 is the Vancouver Titans, number 13, Washington Justice, number 14, London Spitfire, number 15, Shanghai Dragons, number 16, Guangzhou Charge, number 17, New York Excelsior, Number 18, Vegas Eternal. Number 19, LA Valiant. And remaining undefeated in a state of contemplation, F's in chat for the boys from Chengdu at number 20. The power rankings powered by AI. Yeah, it used to be science. We just evolved that. It's just like ultra science. Yeah. I can't wait to, to hear what, uh, what Reddit's going to be. Saying about our power rankings. I can't wait to hear what our listeners are going to be saying about our rankings. Um, I dropped the, the power rankings in RSP cord earlier without any context. Um, I can't wait to hear what people might think before they actually listen to this show. And it is a long one. Um, I don't think we got the, uh, the number of minutes that uh, we had hoped to get in, uh, in the rundown, but, uh, but yeah, I think we did pretty well, boys. <clears throat> yeah. I think I, I, I like it. Are there any major surprises with our rankings overall from where you guys stand? Well, the fact that I had the San Francisco shock at what, 10? <laughs> but in our the main overall one? rankings. Yeah. Because <laughs> overall, I don't hate this list. I think it's, it's pretty good. If I had to move one team, it would definitely be Boston. But again, you know, I'm a little upset I, that Toronto winds up ninth overall uh, because I want to see them perform. But such is the landscape. It's a this tough, is them it's, performing. It's a very tough. That's the region. Yeah, yeah. I, I think if you're a Defiant fan or you're a Titans fan, you're upset because based on what I've been seeing from the you know those two communities, they're they're equally high in their rosters. I think the Titans community is seeing the Vancouver Titans as a pretender, and I genuinely feel the Defiant community are seeing that the Defiant are quite frankly a top tier team, maybe almost there to contenders. Mm. I think that's an overshoot. Yeah. But hey, you know, dare to dream. Yeah. Beyond that, I mean, our our rankings here, I like them far better than mine. So <laughs> for for me, looking at this list, I do think that I'm I'm disappointed to see Toronto ninth, but it's so competitive above that that I they they would have to fight hey. to get higher than that. Vancouver, I think, is appropriately placed. I think if you are a serious Vancouver fan who 
and I say this as a Vancouver fan, if you are a fan who seriously looks at the landscape, you should be happy with 12th. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you take out Dallas and, and, um, Hangzhou, Hangzhou, it'll look even better. So that's true. And I mean, if you, yeah, if you look at, you know, the, the regions, <laughs> then things look very different. Uh, what would, what would we have these guys in? One, two, three, four, five, six. We would have Toronto in seventh and Vancouver in eighth. That would, that would be very good for Vancouver. That's for sure. So what are your thoughts? Let us know. Join our Discord, discord.o slash readysetpwn, or alternately, you can reach out to us on Twitter at readysetpwn. Individually, of course, you'll hear uh, our names at the start of the show. You'll hear our handles later on. But uh, as we look to wrap things up, next week we are back, because again, the regular season is fast approaching. We will talk about our upcoming matches for both the Toronto Defiant and the Vancouver Titans, how we think they'll fare to kick off the season. Anything else that happens between now and then, news-wise, maybe Chengdu's back in the picture for all we know. Contemplation over. Time to roll. Um, I just thought about this, but the teams that were leaking schedules previously, who had Chengdu in their schedule, I guess are getting new schedules, huh? Mm. I guess so. Yeah. Um, what final words of wisdom do you have for all of our listeners there, boys? Name no, five give. Name not no. Three give. <laughs> it is it is a, a system <laughs> that has survived the duration of time. Uh, Fair enough. Jordan? Um, I was just going to say, uh, if you are a fan of what you heard here, go check out the Grow Up Level Up podcast uh, hosted by uh, RSP community member uh, Samson, where on the most recent episode, you can catch yours truly, Sir Dr. J.M., Available on podcast services and YouTube. Look at him just, you know, pimping out, you know, shows left, right, and center here. Uh, you'll hear me next week, by the way, on the uh, Grow Up Level Up uh, podcast. I thought that was so, coming. Yeah. Omni, we going to hear you on that show? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Depends <laughs> on a lot of factors. <laughs> um, as you guys know, I like telling dad jokes. Uh, sometimes he laughs. <laughs> that was actually one of the better ones because it was unexpected That's yeah smart. we didn't expect it to come so quickly that was good you know i i spent a good portion of the day today trying to google like what is the best dad joke of all time and of one. course it's a very subjective <laughs> list but that one showed up on a few of them, and I thought that's a sure sign to me to be a top-tier dad joke. Um, if you reach this point of the show, I hope you like and subscribe. Uh, obviously, follow us, engage with us, because, hey, two hours of your day has gone by. You might as well at this point, right? Um, you can do so by following us on Twitter, obviously, at ReadySetPone, Discord.io.ReadySetPone. Uh, but individually... I am Chris at Lightforce. That is Jordan at Sir Dr. JM, host of the One Man Watchpoint podcast, and Omni at OmniStrike, the guy that does all of our graphic design and uh, does it extremely well. He's also the one that also promotes us on Reddit and gets us into trouble with uh, our cow on the reg. I'll but the uh, yeah, on behalf of the three of us, I'm going to sign off this episode of RSP with Catchphrase. <laughs>